These days, when you see young people queuing in front of a shop, it's most likely a bubble tea place. The trendy drink has recently made its reappearance in various cities, including a lot of German city centers nationwide, after an infamous fall from grace in 2012. Personally, I haven't tried bubble tea in over eight years. Until two weeks ago, a friend of mine came up with a big cup of mildly sweet black tea with caramel flavor. Somehow, I'm not into sugary beverages when I sip on them. My mother's voice just keeps echoing, sugary drinks are for kids. But this one got me. Mainly the chewy dark tapioca bubbles. My eyes lit up like they had seen a long lost friend. Oh wow, this is amazingly tasty. I totally forgot this. The kind of consistency that is sort of chewy and has some resistance, but not too much. And I continue to steal a good portion of my friend's overpriced bubble tea contents. But isn't this cancer causing? Wasn't there something up with it? Listen to this episode to find out about the boom and bust of bubble tea and how it went from being a trend that was available at nearly every corner to flopping due to bad science, as well as what enables the comeback of this pop culture drink today. This is a super interesting story to see what deadly impact faulty science and the spiral of media communication can have on a new food invention and how it can recover from it. Let's jump right in. You're listening to Red to Green, the audiobook style podcast on food tech and sustainability, moving the food industry from harmful to healthy, from polluting to sustainable, from red to green. Okay, we will zoom out first to see how the drink first made its way around the globe. Bubble tea or boba tea was invented in Taiwan in the 1980s, supposedly to get children excited about drinking tea again. Therefore, it was sweet and contained funny pearls that burst in your mouth. This ingenious drink soon spread to Japan and Korea, the first countries to adopt this new beverage spearheaded by members of California-based Asian-American communities. It was not long before the beverage conquered the Western world. Ten years ago, the drink made its way to Europe, with bubble tea shops popping up in German cities. Even fast food chains added bubble tea to their menu range. However, in 2012, rumors started circulating about the supposed health risks of tapioca bubbles and bubble tea and the German demand collapsed entirely. So what exactly went wrong? At the height of the bubble tea hype, health experts found reasons to declare the tea dangerous and unhealthy. Stiftung Warentest, which is an association that compares and rates different products, complained that the sugar content was the same as that of a bottle of Coke. The Federal Institute for Risk Assessment warned in 2012 that small children could suffocate on the bubbles. The media reported that children had already died and had pneumonia, even though no such cases have been confirmed to date. Then, one study sealed the fate of bubble tea, at least in Germany. Scientists from the renowned technical university RWTH Aachen, or RWTH Aachen, found the sweet bubbles to contain carcinogenic substances. The head of the study went as far as to call the ingredients dirty. A later study by a state-level food monitoring agency examined 84 bubble tea samples and found no abnormalities, 
and there was talk of a smear campaign. As soon as the hype came, it ended. A prominent German newspaper had already published an article titled Chemist Find Poison in Bubble Tea, so the damage had already been done. Consumers became unsure about the tea's safety, and all but a few bubble tea shops in Germany closed down, making space for the next innovation in beverages. Shop owners voiced their anger over the quick denouncement of the drink in favor of other, more Western drinks with equal health impacts, such as Coke. Now bubble tea is back, and better than ever. So what was done right the second time around? The drink did not change at all, but the circumstances did. A mix of several socio-economic factors allowed bubble tea to live out its second hype. The rise of TikTok, Asian pop culture, and the COVID pandemic. On TikTok, bubble tea has made a glorious comeback because it represents everything the platform adores. Its colorful, sugary sweets and visually pleasing aesthetic have attracted millions to the bubbly drink. Its hashtag has accumulated over 3.4 billion views to date. The top video is a recipe for a homemade strawberry boba and has been watched over 30 million times. It has turned bubble tea into a global cult favorite for the young generation. The young generation that does not remember any kind of reporting on supposedly carcinogenic substances in boba tea. The ever-increasing influence of Asian pop culture also plays its part. Next to anime, manga and video games, the meteoric rise of K-pop, led by supergroup BTS, has made Asian pop culture an integral part of many youths' identities in Europe. And with pop culture fandom, food and drink fandom is not far off, with ramen shops sprouting similarly next to bubble tea shops in European cities. Finally, the COVID pandemic initiated a stellar rise in delivery and food-to-go culture, and bubble tea as a go-to beverage could quickly adapt itself to these new conditions. As this product is again settling into shopping streets, it plans to stick around this time. While health concerns of high sugar and caloric content are still important considerations, retailers have learned and instated quality controls that they publish to appease safety concerns. Some tea shops even go along with the sustainability movement and offer biodegradable straws and cups. That's a little detour. <laughs> if you listen to our season two, you know that biodegradable actually doesn't mean anything and you can sort of put it in everything because most things are biodegradable. So the only thing to actually look out for is whether it is home compostable or industrially compostable, but then it really should be made of bio-based ingredients and you probably don't have industrial composting around, so you shouldn't put it in the recycling bin. If you want to learn more on the topic of food packaging and what is actually sustainable packaging, check out our season two. Well, what about the Aachen study? It has just blown up, made all of this fuzz and destroyed an industry. It has vanished from the internet and from the university. It was retracted and can no longer be accessed. The verdict? Bubble tea is back and it's here to stay. So what are the lessons? It has to be made very clear and it must be beyond doubt that 
any new products are not harmful to health. Because once consumers have that impression, the product will fail, even if those health risks do not exist in reality. To successfully launch a new product, one must use trends and tell the story of how your product relates to these movements. Bubble Tea relates to the general interest of the target group, the young demographic that's into Asian pop culture, which relates to the Asian origin of bubble tea. Failing the first time around does not mean your product is doomed, but it does affect your path. I think we all need to be very aware of potential smear campaigns and figure out some industry-wide risk mitigation strategies to deal with bad press, because once it happens, it has a lasting impact. Spotify has a new feature, and that is that you're able to review a podcast. It just takes three seconds. If you're using Spotify on your phone, you can just look at the podcast overview, and then there is a star icon where you can rate it on a scale from one to five stars. And I very much hope you'll give us a five-star rating. It's very appreciated because it will help us to keep doing this content and deliver it to you absolutely for free. If you have any kind of feedback or ideas or you just want to connect and I can help you somehow, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on LinkedIn, Marina, like the sea, like the marine, and Schmidt. Look for Red to Green and you'll find me associated with it. As always, there are more people behind each episode. So thanks to Katharina Tilch and Franziska Erbe for doing ground research, Lara Toyman, the editor, as well as Celeste Gupta, the audio editor. Until next time, let's move the food industry from harmful to healthy, from polluting to sustainable, from red to green.